Hello and welcome to this concise presentation on neuropathic pain, medical and patient perspectives. This program is provided by Clinical Care Options in partnership with the American Academy of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, Practicing Clinicians Exchange, and ProCE. It is supported by an independent educational grant from the Opioid Analgesic REMS program companies. I'm Dr. Eric Shaw, Chair of the AAPMNR Opioid Task Force and Medical Director of the Shepherd Spine and Pain Institute here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to talk about neuropathic pain, recognizing the signs and symptoms of neuropathic pain, discussing the pathophysiology of neuropathic pain, and get the perspectives from a patient that has chronic neuropathic pain. So neuropathic pain is pain that arises from damage or injury to nerve tissue. A peripheral nerve pain is from injury or damage to a peripheral nerve that's from the spinal root or distal to them. Okay, that's the peripheral nervous system. Central nerve pain is of course injury or damage to the spinal cord or brain, the central nervous system. Okay, and so depending upon where the injury is, will determine what kind of pain it is. And in certain disease states or trauma, you could have, of course, both. So in peripheral nerve pain, you have typically burning, throbbing, stinging, can be fiery or electric, relatively focal along the nerve root, and can have a referral pattern, certainly, too. Central neuropathic pain results in squeezing, aching kind of pain, burning, can also be electrical, shooting, but typically involves larger parts of the body because it's central, and so there are more nerve area that's involved with the discomfort. So let's talk about examples. Peripheral nerve pain can be a nerve injury after disc herniation, which would be a nerve root, diabetic peripheral neuropathy, sciatic nerve injury, traction nerve injury, and of course, brachial plexus injury as well. Central neuropathic pain typically is limited to the following categories from multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injury, stroke, and tumors. Now we'll talk about the pathophysiology of neuropathic pain. Is an inappropriate response or maladaptive neuronal plasticity caused by primary lesion or dysfunction in the nervous system? Sensitization of peripheral nerve with abnormal excitability can elevate sensitivity to stimulus. This means the threshold or the level of stimulus that to elicit the pain response is lowered. This makes things that are normally comfortable or feel like pressure actually painful. So we see this in complex regional pain syndrome, and other kinds of nerve in injuries. There's increased sensitivity and decreased threshold within the spinal cord, as well as increase in receptive fields within the brain. So what happens over time is that the brain increases its field and neuronal representation of the affected body area, sort of putting a magnifying glass on it. What this does over time is it increases the sensitivity and the dysfunction of that part of the body, but it also makes a significant cognitive and affective pain response in the patient. So patients typically have much more dysfunction than you would expect given their injury. They have a significant amount of depression and anxiety, and all of these changes are all associated with each other. And the cellular membrane hyperexcitability that we have been talking about um, is associated with increased peripheral sensitization. And then the widen up of the wide dynamic range neurons, which typically are quiescent or of limited 
activity are fire up. And this limit this limits the activity of the descending inhibitory pathway to actually help to keep the pain under control. And so the floodgates are open and then the pain is significantly increased. Let's continue with the pathophysiology of neuropathic pain. Wind up of the high frequency stimulation by nociceptive C fiber discharges, as well as the maladaptive neuroplasticity of the A-delta and A-beta fibers as they come in with the apparent pain pathway. The glial cells and the multiple order of descending inhibitory neurons and modifying neurons are inhibited by the wind-up phenomena. Various neurotransmitters are required for wind-up, and these include substance P and glutamate, as well as others. Central sensitization, therefore, involves a complex, prolonged depolarization of the dorsal horn neurons, as well as changes to the dorsal horn membrane receptors, which occurs over time and is quite maladaptive, leading to increased chronic pain. All right, now let's hear from a patient and get their perspective on what it's like to deal with chronic neuropathic pain. Hi, Beth. Hi. Good morning. How, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. So what's going on? How can I help you? Well, I, I just, I've just had this constant pain that nobody seems to be able to help me with. Um, they can't, they can't quite figure it out. And, and they said that I should probably see a specialist. So hmm. here I am. So what, what, can you tell me when it started and what, what kind of set it off? Was there a fall or what kind of pain is it? No, there was no fall or anything. I mean, we were going through some, some rough times, you know, we, we, my husband and I were having some financial setbacks that were kind of stressful. Um, and then it, it was, it was really weird. I, I started with this, um, this pain on the left side of my butt, you know, like the left butt up. Okay. It was a, it was a strange, odd, like throbbing pain. Hmm. So I went to see my doctor and he said, I probably had pulled a muscle or something and gave me some exercises and some muscle relaxers um, mm -hmm. to take. So I, I started, started on that. And, um, and then all of a sudden on the other side, mm. I get these blisters okay. and the, and the exercises and the muscle relaxers didn't do any good at all. And then I get these blisters. So I go back to the doctor and, and he says, I've got like um, shingles. So he gives me this medication for the shingles and um, a cyclovir and some um, Medrol dose pack kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, the blisters healed up and that was okay. But the pain, the pain just never never went away. As a matter of fact, it's, it's gotten, it's gotten worse and it's, it's, it's like constant. It's a gnawing, throbbing, deep, uh, I mean, deep, horrible pain that, that makes it, 
really hard for me to do anything. I, I, I can't like just sitting here right now, I am in extreme pain. If I get up to walk, if, and, and, and what, so, uh, I mean, we were just before this happened, James and I had been on this wonderful vacation and we had been rock climbing and we'd been going through caves and we, I mean, we used to be so active. We did ballroom dancing for God's sakes. And now I can't even walk. And I feel so frustrated by the whole thing. I've been to so many doctors and they've tried so many things and nothing has worked. I can't sleep. I can't sit. I can't walk. I can't do anything without this excruciating pain. And, and I'm a, I told James just the other night, just push me in front of a bus. I am done. I can't, I just can't deal with all of, I've put on 45 pounds, 45 pounds. And my husband doesn't even, I mean, he's, he's, he's wonderful, but he has lost his patience with me. We can't even go to a museum because I'm too uncomfortable. And he said, well, I get your wheelchair. Well, I can't sit in a damn wheelchair. It just hurts all the time. Mm. And I'm so frustrated by the whole thing. I just can't take it anymore. Well, Beth, I'm sorry that you've been through all that. Can you give me an idea of the things that you've tried that haven't worked? Oh, my gosh. They've given me, um, well, I've been taking um, Motrin, Aleve, um, Advil, Tramadol, Oxycontin, nothing, nothing. Have, have you had any injections or any other topical treatments, like treatments that go on the skin? Well, I got some of that roll-on Advil stuff that you're supposed to roll on. Okay. That, that, you know, and then there was that Zoltarin or Zoltar or whatever that thing is. It's supposed to be for arthritis pain that you put on. Uh -huh. Doesn't help at all. Okay. Uh, nothing. Okay. So I'm sorry that you're so down and that this has disrupted your life so much, but I really do think there are a lot of things that are actually kind of straightforward that we could try um, that might give you some benefit that you haven't, really? doesn't sound like you've tried before. Yeah, uh, you know, not they're not always effective. Um, and sometimes we have to go to some more invasive things, but I think some simple things are at least worth a try. It sounds like what you have is severe chronic neuropathic pain. And it sounds like you have post-herpetic neuralgia. So that's nerve pain after shingles, okay? And that's uh, what happens uh -huh. is the nerve when the virus erupts, this is the same virus that causes chickenpox. Yeah. Okay, which you probably had as a child. I did. And is mm -hmm. sleeping in your nerve cells. And then it sounds like the stressful situation with the money back eight years ago kind of set everything off. And the virus just erupted in this one nerve root coming out of the spine in the back of the buttock there going down the leg. And so what happens is that the acyclovir, the antiviral that you're on, helped to quiet the virus back down, but the, the nerve cells were damaged from the virus. And so what the pain that you're experiencing is a chronic injury to those nerve cells after the virus has gone back to sleep. 
And so there's lots of ways that we can treat the pain. It sounds like you've tried opiates and maybe you tried some neuropathic pain medicines like maybe pregabalin or gabapentin. Yeah. But and th- those are certainly appropriate. The opiates, you know, we, we can talk about whether they're appropriate or not. But well, there's a lot of other there's yeah, there's a lot of other things that are actually pretty straightforward that can be quite helpful for this. And and you know, after eight years, sometimes we, we can't hit out of the park with the first try, but suffice it to say there are lots of things we can try that I think can give you some improvement. I don't know that it'll be a hundred percent but it can be better than you are. Well, I'd be willing to try anything if it make it better than it is now, because this is just intolerable for me. Yeah. Well, and for well, my me, husband. Yeah. Let me talk to my office staff and we'll get you scheduled for an inpatient appointment okay. um, and clinic appointment so I can examine you and we can talk about the plan in a little bit more detail. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay, Beth. Listen, take care. Uh-huh. Hang in there. We'll, we'll get there together. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you a lot. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Now let's talk about the key takeaways from our case. She had damage to the dorsal root ganglia from herpes zoster virus. And you can see that over the course of the last eight years in this case, what a profound impact it's had upon her quality of life. Okay. The increased activity of the C-fiber discharge and the ectopic discharges, the spontaneous firing of the central reorganization has led to the spreading of the overall pain pattern greater and above where the original lesions were. And this has profoundly affected the dysfunction and the disability that she has versus what you would have expected with a relatively small area of a single nerve root that was originally affected. So we can see how this has caused depression and anxiety in her life. It's affected her function. She was quite an active person before. She's not anymore. She has quite a degree of sleep sleep dysregulation. The relationships with her family are quite altered, right? And nothing has worked and she's at her wit's end with it. So frequently we'll see this with neuropathic pain is it's quite a profound impact on a patient's life. And this has to do with the reorganization and the cortical issues that we've talked about but also because of the way that the chronic neuropathic pain, especially is mediated in the thalamus. And this changes from an acute pain state to a chronic pain state, how that pain is mediated. And if we remember back from our paleoneurology, the parts of the thalamus go to the emotional centers of the brain. And this is pathologically related to the anxiety and depression we see with chronic pain. So neuropathic pain is defined as the pain that arises from damage or injury to nerve tissue. There are two basic types, peripheral and central, and certainly depending upon the injury or the pathology, there can be mixed, both central and peripheral. The pathophysiology of neuropathic pain is quite complicated. In general, it's a maladaptive neuronoplasticity response caused by a primary lesion or dysfunction in the nervous system. We illustrated the clinical presentation, pathophysiology, and patient perspectives of neuropathic pain with a case of severe post-herpetic neurology. I hope that you've learned a lot, and I appreciate you taking the time to learn with us today. Thank you.